What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor for thevikingage.com, where we cover the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, as always, I'm joined here by my co-host, Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as zone coverage and bring me the news and the Brookings Register. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our channel and uh, like this video. Also follow Vikings on Twitter and Facebook and the audio version of this podcast will be available on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So go check that out. Uh, I do have a trivia question for you today, Chris. Today, former Vikings running back Leroy Horde turns 55. Uh, he spent four seasons with the Vikings from 1996 to 1999. His 26 rushing touchdowns during those four seasons were the most of all of Minnesota's running backs during that time. Uh, Robert Smith had the second most touchdowns during that four-year uh, period with 17. Do you know which former Minnesota running back had the third most rushing TDs during those four seasons from 1996 to 1999? Was it Ampley? It was not. Mm. Do you want to guess again or uh, just let me tell you? I, I don't David Palmer? No, he's famous for throwing a, or catching a behind-the-back uh, lateral from Randy Moss against the Broncos. Was Mo, Mo Williams was there ninety six to ninety nine? Yep. Really? Yeah, he was okay. there. For, he was there for a while. Uh, yeah, he had three rushing touchdowns <laughs> mm. from ninety six to ninety nine. I actually think uh, Charles Evans had the third most of all players in terms of rushing touchdowns, but he was fullback, so I didn't. Know. Mo Williams lasted a long time. Then he did because yeah, that play was what oh four oh five. I think I was in high school. Oh three so or oh three. Oh three sounds about right. Now yeah. I think about it, but so that's. That's at least eight seasons, eight, nine seasons. I don't, did he play anywhere else? I don't think he did. I don't think he played anywhere else after the Vikings. Um, but yeah, he was there for a while. Had a nice little, nice little run. Had a nice little career in the NFL. Uh, somebody who had a nice little run for the Vikings, Zadarius Smith. Uh, turns out it's only going to be uh, a Viking for a year. It was a productive year, good year, but uh, his time with the Vikings has come to an end. As on uh, Friday evening, when most people were out and about, um, your time. My time, I was still doing some work, and I'm like, oh, look at that. Something to write about. Cool. Um, and Darius Smith has been traded to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, in the trade, the Vikings got two future fifth-round picks, one in 2024 and one in 2025, in exchange for Zedarius Smith, a 2025 sixth-round pick, and a 2025 seventh-round pick. Um, 
So Zadarius Smith is also off the books, and uh, I believe it should clear up around around ten million. I know the Vikings are footing some of the bill, but it should be around that range. They cleared about ten million in cap space, and I believe around twenty four or some odd cap space next year as well uh, for for Zadarius Smith. So they they created quite a bit of spending money for this year and next year. Um, Chris, what's just your your general reaction to this trade of Zadarius Smith to the Browns? Well, I think we all thought it was imminent, right? Even when he signed that contract, when he looked at the contract, you're like, okay, he's not going to be here more than a year. Um, You know, throughout last year when he was awesome through the first eight or nine weeks or whatever it was, I had Packer friends telling me, just wait until he wants more money. Just (laughs) just wait, because this basically played out in Green Bay where he had two monster seasons. He wanted to get more money. He... You know, the Packers didn't make him a team captain. They didn't give him more money. So he's like, oh, yeah, my back hurts. So he got his back fixed and then played in a playoff game and got out of there. Um, We still don't know what happened with Baltimore. And then he comes here. He's all smiley. He's happy and everything. He's a locker room leader. And then he wants more money. So that's where we are. And the Vikings were probably like, yeah, dude, we can't give you more money. Yeah, we don't have any money. We, we, we're we like Patrick, you know, I got $3. Like, <laughs> you know, that, that was basically what wound up happening. So the terms of the trade were a little bit weird. Uh, when I first saw it, I'm just like, okay, you save $12.1 million in cap space, but, and you get two fifth round picks. Then it came out that the Vikings would be giving up sixth and seventh round selections. Then it came out that the Vikings are retaining salary and you kind of look at all that stuff. And I know they signed Marcus Davenport, but it's almost like, why didn't this take so long to do? Like, I think you just cut him. Right. And, And well, the problem with cutting him is that you have teams that have a lot of cap space. And one of those teams is in your division, the Chicago Bears. So if the mm-hmm. Bears, Darius was going to go to the team with the highest bidder. He doesn't, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think he cares about winning a championship, but he wants to make money. He wants to make bank at this point of his career. And the Chicago Bears came in with a big ass check and like, hey, you want to come? The Vikings didn't want to see him picking up and throwing Garrett Bradbury all over the field <laughs> because they had seen it for three years straight. So I, I think that's why the Vikings didn't cut Darius Smith. And they waited it out. So I think it was the best deal that they could get. Maybe they overestimated Darius Smith's value, but it's a deal that is not a surprise. We all knew it was coming. And honestly, it could be the precursor to a new deal for Daniel Hunter. Yeah, and they were kind of put in a weird spot. Like to begin the offseason, Darius Smith was basically like, I'm out of here. And everyone's like, what? Wait, no. (laughs) You just ruined ruined your trade value. Well, well, yes, but no. No, you're not. yeah, Yeah. I remember I just when doing research on on when writing the article, I went back to that tweet and Ian Rappaport like quote tweeted and was like, uh, Zadarius Smith has asked for his release, but he's been told by the Vikings that that's not happening. So and, uh, and it was immediate. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> he nope. posted that tweet and then Ian Rappaport's like, oh, yeah, by the way, this yeah, is what's going on. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, they did that. And then, you know, there was word that he wanted more money. Um, the Vikings didn't have a lot of money. They had other priorities. They Then they signed Marcus Davenport. That was just like another clear indication that they were probably moving on. You don't pay. You're not going to pay a situational pass rusher $13 million, uh, to play. So uh, that was another sign of him moving on. And, yeah, I just felt like in- inevitable that he wasn't going to be on the team. I remember 
think it was early last week, like ESPN, it's like Mike Clay. I think he's a fantasy guy and he comes out with all like the, the positional rankings every year. He had the Vikings like edge rushers at number one because they had Daniel Hunter, Zedaria Smith and Marcus Davenport. And I, I'm just looking at him like, yeah, but and I think he did something similar with Dalvin Cook. Who we'll talk about later. But like, I'm like, yeah, but Zedaria Smith's not going to be there. So why are they? Why right. are they I don't know. It, it's probably it's a lot of things where like you have to turn this in. So it's got to be correct. And you can't just be like, well, he's not going to be there. So we leave him off. Um, but yeah, I, I it was inevitable. I think the Vikings, it's clear they just wanted to get something for him rather than just let him go. And like you said, sign with maybe a rival like the Bears or or the Seahawks or the Eagles or something like that. Um, so I I didn't even think of that, like that that they didn't want to release him because he would go to a rival because he would. He would. Yeah. He's, yeah, like if they said, paid him enough, he'd go yeah. any. He'd go to the freaking Texans if they go to the Lions. Don't play for Dan Campbell. He would definitely go to the Lions. Um, probably like Dan Campbell. Yeah, but and, and the compensation, I don't really care. It's six. It's a six round pick and a seventh round pick. Like it's clear that from the two drafts that we've seen, like after the fifth round, Quasi Adolfo Mensa doesn't really care about draft picks. He's like, yeah, like he's not. He's not Rick Spielman. He doesn't need forty five seventh round picks to. To secure good. all the guys who might he would, be undrafted free agents. He essentially upgraded those two picks that he gave up to fifth round picks. So, like, that's fine. But he just also had to give up Zedaria Smith. But he was going to be gone anyway. So he cleared cap space and upgraded two late round picks. So I have no problem with that package. Um, What else? Uh, Should. Oh, yes. I wrote something about this today. So I just want to ask you, like, Zedaria Smith's gone. So now you have Daniel Hunter, hopefully. Um, Marcus Davenport. You got Patrick Jones. Second, DJ Wanham, some other, or who's the rookie they just got? From Andre Army? Carter. Andre Carter. Uh, the second. You, you could throw Ivan Pace in there, I guess. I don't know if he's more of an inside guy than an outside I, guy. I think he's more more of a strict linebacker. He doesn't have he, the size to be on the edge. I was going to yeah. say, I think he's more of a special teamer, but uh, we can yeah, yeah. <laughs> use that too. Um, but do you think the Vikings should maybe use some of the money they cleared up to sign a, like a, a, a cheap veteran pass rusher? Like, it doesn't have to be... You don't have to go all out and sign like Leonard Floyd, who's out there, who was with Kevin O'Connell back in the day, who's probably like the t- one of the top edge rushers left on the market. You don't have to go after that because he probably wants to be a starter. But like someone, you know, like a Marcus Golden or a Melvin Ingram or whatever veteran still out there. I think um, who's the guy from the Ravens that I that I wrote about? Uh, he played for the Chiefs too. Oh, Justin Houston. He's oh. he's still playing at a high level. He was a situational guy last year, and he had nine and a half sacks. He led the Ravens in, in sacks. So that's like those guys like that you can just pick up and, and add to your defense. Do you think the Vikings should maybe do something like that? You kind of want a little bit of depth, don't you? Like I, I, when you first said that, I thought you meant the Vikings were going to go after Leonard Floyd no. or uh, Frank Clark. Along, I I think they need more help along the defensive line and the linebacking court. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, but which I could do uh, too. You know, those guys are all kind of in the same spot that a lot of the guys they let go of this offseason are yeah. in, where they're in their late 20s, pushing 30, they're making a lot of money, and they don't want to have those contracts on the books. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, the cap space basically allows the Vikings to re-sign, or excuse me, sign their rookie class and re-sign Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson, yeah. the massive extensions, although... Most of that money won't start until a couple years down the road, but they can bump up their salary at the beginning. You're not going to extend. Kirk, you're not going to use that to extend Kirk Cousins. You could. <laughs> you could. I don't know. No, not, ha- not happening. Um, I yeah, think I, I, it, we know how it could happen. It's just unlikely yeah. to happen. Yeah, but everything they've done has indicated 
otherwise. I'll just say that. Uh, moving on to the next topic is something that you, you texted me and you want to talk about. So it's about Dalvin Cook, who is also someone that most of us have assumed not going to be here because uh, they brought back Alexander Madison. They have Ty Chandler. They drafted a running back. They haven't. I don't think Dalvin Cook's been anywhere near the team this offseason. He's been on kind of his own. Recently, during for the schedule graphics, they used Alexander Madison and not Dalvin Cook. Um, so weird. It's, like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think you do that on purpose. I think someone would have noticed and been like, because people are like, oh, it's the intern. They're not supposed to know that. And it's like, that's eh, kind of important. Kind of how important. many, like, that is how many players on the team is like, yeah. let's put Alexander Madison. Well, because they put, I think they put Kirk, they put TJ Hawkinson, and they put Justin Jefferson. So you're going to put, with those guys, you knew that they were the top guy. Alexander Madison. Okay. Um, so there's that. But, but you think that maybe the Vikings should consider, you know, what bringing him back, right? Bringing Dalvin Cook back. So, so if they do, what, or, if why do you think the Vikings should consider bringing Devin Cook back? So I'll clarify before I start here. I think he's gone. I, I think the Vikings yeah. are going to get rid of him. I think he's going to be traded. Released. June first? Are they waiting? Uh, for, are they waiting? For yeah, June they're 1st? waiting for June first. I think because yeah. they're going to save more money that way. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be straight. I mean, they had that fake. His his name was so funny too, and like people were just biting on it. It was like super scoops guy on oh, Twitter or something like that. And he's like, I'm with the Tallahassee like the, journal. The scoop, and like, he's like, Oh, bro. here it comes. Here yeah. it comes. The like, bro of scoops. Bro of scoops. I don't even and he's got the little blue check mark because he pays. Not he's because still, he's still, he's, he's that, that account is still tweeting and people are still like retweeting his stuff. I'm just like, guys, like, can we just, he's got a blue check. And people, people, keep, people, people keep forgetting. love to get their news from the weirdest sources on Twitter. <laughs> I can think of one junior reporter that people like to get their news from but i'm not going to give him that much attention i don't think people um, like to get their news from him um as far as dalvin cook goes i think he's gone but after seeing this darius smith trade i think you have to think about your options here because yes he's making 14.1 million dollars yes he did not have a good year in terms of efficiency last year is he still a productive running back yes yeah. is he still only 28 years old i know that's like old yeller territory for running backs but it's not a death sentence. Think of it this way. Let's say the Vikings just straight up release Dalvin Cook, right? You're saving about $9 million, I think, a release and uh, $11 million in a trade. So he's off the roster. Who are your running backs? You mentioned Alexander Madison. And I, d- I don't care if they put his face on the side of U.S. Bank Stadium at this point. I don't trust him. I don't trust Alexander Madison. The coaching staff. Did not trust Alexander Madison last year. Dalvin Cook got hurt in a week 18 game at Chicago, which is the most pointless, meaningless game ahead of the playoffs. I know they were fighting for the third or trying to get to the second seed, but I, who was ahead of them? Uh, The Niners were ahead. Yeah. I I mean, they, they weren't going to get there. But, you know, Dalvin Cook is still out there. He he gets hurt early in the game. They give Alexander Madison like 10 carries and Dalvin Cook limps back out there <laughs> like against a team that's tanking. Like, yeah. why would you put Dalvin Cook back on the field when you have to play the out. Giants next week? After like you've been cycling veterans the last couple of months, you're out there playing freaking Josh Metellus instead of Harrison Smith because you want him fresh for the playoffs. <laughs> but no, let's ride Dalvin Cook into the ground because that makes total sense. And then you turn around and you sign the guy that you didn't play in that situation. Yep. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. And I know he kind of. Alexander Madison gets a bit of a bad rap because that play in Seattle in 2020, where he basically ran to the back of his offensive lineman instead of like the 10 yard hole that would have been a game winning touchdown. I think he's had a couple more. 
mistakes that fumble against the sure. Lions. Yeah. When he basically lost the game. He he is okay. Like, yeah. and if he wants He's to prove backup. me wrong, if, if he wants to prove me wrong, I am more than if he wants to go out there and run for 1200 yards and be like, Chris Shad, I heard you on the Viking Age <laughs> podcast and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to be happy for him. Like, dude, good for you. Like, I, like I'm not going to sit here and be like, he owes me a steak dinner at the Bellagio if blah, blah, blah. But you have <laughs> Alexander Madison anyway. You have Ty Chandler, who is basically a preseason they like, hero. At they like point. him a lot. They, they like, like him, him a lot, lot but all he's done is get hurt and shine in the preseason. What did he do? What I remember do? Rock Thomas balling out in the preseason. Oh, yeah. What did he do? So until Ty Chandler does something in a game that matters, I'm not trusting him either. Dwayne McBride, we're all excited about him. He is a seventh-round rookie. I know everybody wants to bust out their Isaiah Pacheco jerseys and say, yeah. this is the next Pacheco, and this is how you get a running back. Okay, there is a chance Dwayne McBride gets on the field, and he's like, oh, my God, NFL football is hard. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, you have a lot of unknown commodity. And even though Dalvin Cook is expensive, even though Dalvin Cook is old, he has ran for 1,100 yards in each of the past four seasons. Adrian Peterson is the only other running back in Vikings history to do that. I Like, if the Vikings decide to keep him, because he's his money's already on the cap. It's not like you're signing the guy for $14.1 million. His money is already there. If you take Dalvin Cook and you put him on this team, and let's just say he looks great, like everything that Zach Hiller has been saying on like the Clock Blockers podcast and the Tarps Off podcast and the Jagger Bombs and Moms podcast or whatever the hell he's going on, it's all true. His shoulder is fine, and it teaches him how to run routes and not run into the back of his offensive line. Like, you know, if he balls out and the Vikings get off to a slow start where there may be sellers, you might be able to get a bigger haul than just a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick or whatever they're offering. And I know a lot of people are like, Chris, you're insane. Why would a team trade for a highly paid running back? Because offensive genius Kyle Shanahan did it in San Francisco. You know, the guy whose father that made Mike Anderson, Olandis Gary and Alfred Morris household names. Yeah, he finally got sick of like running out community college running backs and said, give me Christian McCaffrey, who's very handsomely paid and also had a uh, (laughs) injury plagued season. So and they also gave up a second, a third, a fourth and fifth. Now, Christian McCaffrey can run a route. He can factor in the passing game. Dalvin Cook can barely get to the line of scrimmage on screens. But that's another conversation. You know, I. I just think that shoulder, shoulder. getting rid of down, like, what are you clearing cap space for this year? Cause that's basically what you're doing. You're clearing cap space for this year. You're, are you going to go out and sign Marcus Peters? Cause it makes a difference. Cause I don't think it will. Like Trade remember, remember a couple of years ago when the Vikings signed Sheldon Richardson and everybody's like, Oh yeah, Sheldon rich. He didn't do shit. <laughs> Brashad Breeland, he was he was on Twitter like telling fans to you know meet his Johnson and flirting with the horny badger or whatever her name was on Twitter. Like it's it's just like the guys that you're signing right now are highly unlikely to contribute to this season. So I don't know, man. I, I mean, again, I think Dalvin's gone, but I mean, yeah. at this point, is keeping Dalvin like a better option and just riding it out. And like, you know, if he sucks next year, you just cut him, whatever. I mean, the direction with this team is so weird where it's like, well, we want to win. 
but we don't because we don't know what we're doing with quarterback, but we really want to be super competitive this year. But we're also not going to get rid of some guys, but really we want to win games. Guys come out to USP, but I don't know. We really need to trade up for a quarterback because Kirk's getting older, but Kirk has really good stats and you should go see him play eight fourth quarter comeback. Like it's kind of maddening, isn't it? It's those guys up top. They don't know. They don't want. They don't want. A they don't want to go to the owners' season. meeting. Quasey's going to come in with that energy that the like high school nerd turned bombshell walks into mm-hmm. with her in her, her ten year reunion, mm-hmm. and like somebody across the rooms is being like, "Hey, it's Quasey. He's the idiot that paid a running back," and somebody else would be like, 14 million in this economy." Then Quasey's going to be standing there in his underwear, and he's going to wake up in a cold sweat, realizing it was just a dream. But well, he was in Cleveland when they paid Nick Chubb, so he does have a history of uh, of doing that, and that's not worked out so well. Um, I will say this: I don't think the Vikings think that the difference between keeping Delvin Cook or letting him go and using Madison Chandler McBride, whatever combination of that they want to use, is going to be that much of a difference between the two. And I think they're looking more at the cost. Like, can we use this money now? And and if not, we can roll it over in the next because they're not going to have to pay Dalvin Cook next year either. Um, and, you know, I just don't I, I think they've already it sounds like, you know, his agent, Zach, hasn't really said a whole lot, but he's said enough without saying a lot where, you know, calling the Vikings mediocre and stuff. Uh, you probably don't say that if uh, <laughs> you're, if you're coming back. Your client is. Hey, what's up with sure. your agent, dude? Pretty sure uh, he's coming yeah. back. And, yeah. you know, you know, Dalvin's probably maybe he's not. He's probably at OTAs now if if things are. Okay. Um, I saw DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins is at Cardinals OTAs, and that's weird because everyone thinks he's gone too. Um, because I think if you get hurt off site, like if you if Dalvin Cook were to get hurt at his own training facility or whatever, it's not covered. It's not covered by the Vikings. Yeah. So he'd he'd be better off training with the Vikings. Didn't the anyway. Vikings have a player get in that, or maybe it's not. Maybe I'm thinking of a different team, but I the, somebody had that happen. Like Terrell Suggs, didn't he get hurt playing basketball? Maybe he like tore his Achilles when he was with the Ravens in like Arizona or something. The Ravens then, are like not our problem. No, no, I think they they probably covered it still, but um, but yeah, I just I don't think they think the difference between keeping Dalvin, who his best years are behind him, his agent's not going to say that, but they are. Um, you know, but like you said, it might be better off keeping him, and then during the season, there's a team, let's say like the Broncos or or some other team that's like on a run, and they're like, we don't know if this is going to happen. Again, so we, we need to trade for somebody right now. If we got to give up a second round pick to get Dalvin, that's what we got to do. So maybe maybe that's what they do. I just think, but I I, I think it's past that. I think everyone's pretty much the the drafting of Dwayne McBride. I feel like sealed it for me. I don't think you do that. I know it's a seventh round pick, and I know it's just a throw. But he had a higher grade, and I don't think you make that pick if you think Dalvin's coming back. I think you use he's, something he's the next Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> they should just Pacheco. put put Pacheco in the Hall of Fame now. Apparently. Isaiah Pacheco also has Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, who has never defeated the Vikings in his career. The only team he's never defeated. And the Chiefs, of course. But uh, he's never played the Vikings, correct? Yeah. Well, we didn't we didn't need to bring that Matt Moore. We didn't need to bring that up. But yeah, he yes, technically he's never defeated the Vikings as a starting quarterback. Um but yeah, I just I, I think it's I think it's already been sealed and shut. I think everything unless somebody gets hurt in, in OTAs, you know, Madison or Chandler or whatever, then I think he's good. But before we get off the Delvin Cook topic, where do you think, or in your view, where does Delvin Cook rank all time among Vikings running backs? So AP's got to be one, right? Eh, yeah. <laughs> as, uh, much as, as much as I don't want him to be, 
Yeah, it's, it's on the field. Enough. He's number one off the field. Probably <laughs> knocked okay. down a couple of picks. Negative on on the field. He's the greatest running back in Vikings history. Yeah. Um, number two. I mean, it's between Smith and Cook, right? Uh, what about Chuck Foreman? What MVP? Yeah, he did. Uh, seventies though. I was going to put him fourth, like, and maybe it's a little bit lower for me because I'm a little younger, young yeah. relative 37. So, I mean, I didn't see Chuck Mormon play, play, but yeah. yeah, we're all, we're all young at heart. Um, you know, I, I mean, Chuck Foreman had his value, but I mean, greatest backs of my lifetime. It's AP Dalvin cook, Robert Smith. I yeah, like Smith, Smith That's and fair. cook are basically the same back. Cause like yeah. they, I mean, Smith was hurt like the first four years, which is incredible because like today's NFL, like two years, they would have been like, get him out of here. He's, you know, Chuck Foreman was like, he was like the Marshall Falk before Marshall Falk because he would run. He had like, he would run, I think in yeah 1975, he had 280 carries for 1,070 yards and 13 touchdowns. He also caught 73 passes, 691 yards and nine touchdowns that his 73 passes led the league. In reception, he had 22 touchdowns that year, and he finished fourth in MVP vote. What the? You uh, talk about Chuck Foreman and like Luke Braun's like music oh, from yeah. Vikings oh, documentary yeah. oh, yeah. starts the, playing in the, my the, head. The computer uh, analog, yeah. M- MIDI or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah. but but he was good. He he he, he had a. <laughs> 1700 yard yard from scrimmage back to back years like he was good i think he made his first five years he made the pro bowl every five when the pro bowl mattered every every season and then he got hurt um and then he just wasn't the same so i, I that's fair because we didn't see him play so we could put him fourth i think i think a lot of people will either put him second or third who have seen every Vikings player here's um, here's I would, a good i'd put Dalvin cook third though i would put him third above robert smith I just think Robert Smith has some good years, but I think at their best, I think Dalvin Cook was is is better running back than Robert Smith. Who do you think is the next running back that's going to be in the Hall of Fame? Because like it's so devalued now. Oh, Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. You mean currently in this league? Yeah. So so like Adrian's already. I mean, I consider Adrian to be retired, right? Like he's not he technically. He's not technically retired. Yeah. Was he? He was supposed to like drop some like announcements in like in, in April. April, and like now it's not. He'll wait happening. for June or something. Um, when no one's talking about anything, um, he'll ride in on a camel and be like, "I'm retired." <laughs> so, so like, with, of the players now, and we can include this year's rookie class. Who is the player that's going to go into the Hall of Fame? Because I, I think you have to be so Derrick Henry. Un- yeah, yeah. I think if Henry has another good year or two, another good, he runs for two thousand yards. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, though, like <laughs> these guys are going to be like, well, he's a running like PFF guys yeah. are going to be. I'm not slamming PFF like when, like I, I'm just saying it, it is just kind of funny because PFF, they're so like running backs don't matter yeah. that it's like almost like satire. At this I, point. I like, think if you're we put back, the receiving grades above the rushing grades for running backs, I think if you're, if you're running matter. back, you have a, a bigger advantage for the Hall of Fame because those voters are usually the older um, writers and things who who vote for those, so they are more. They would appreciate a running back more than maybe some of the newer guys would. But Derrick Henry for sure. Not me. I saw somebody not, not first ballot, but he would get in there. I saw somebody today saying B. John's a terrible pick, even if he makes the Hall of Fame. I think because they took him at eight. I think fantasy wise, people are saying that because just Arthur Smith not a good coach. No, um, 
But yeah, uh, I don't think it's a terrible pick. You get good getting a running back. We've, we've like talked first, about this yeah, before. Getting a running back like, in the first four years at that price, who can especially a running back like that. Yeah, now, if you're taking Dwayne Mc, no offense, Dwayne McBride, but if you're taking him at eight, we got a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, yeah. I, if you're taking a guy Jameer like Gibbs John, at twelve, like the Lions, uh, I don't think Jameer Gibbs is bad. Like, I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's worth. The twelfth pick, they had they had so many players they could have taken. And same thing with the they linebacker, they, they got. should have traded down is what they should have done. Probably but they uh, probably got choked out by a Derrick Henry. Is Christian McCaffrey a Hall of Famer? I I don't think so. I mean, he might get in there because of his, his name. All around ability makes. If it his name was Christian Jones, I don't think he would get in. But he's got that McCaffrey name, so. But but he's a good receiver too. Yeah. Like what? Like when I look at a Hall of Famer, like do you look at a guy and you go? Oh my God, he was special at blank. Like Christian McCaffrey was special as an all-around weapon. Derek Hamry was special as like a sledgehammer. A guy like Dalvin Cook, you're like, okay, what was he special at? And you're like, uh, uh, he, he had big runs here and there. Like, what about Marshawn Lynch? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Cause yeah. I think that's the other thing too. It's, it's almost like a popularity contest. Like, does everybody know who Marshawn Lynch is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I would pay great money to see Marshawn's Hall of Fame speech. Oh yeah, it's not gonna. It's gonna have to be pay per view or something. Get your finger on the dump button, guys. Here we go. Yeah. Be a lot of bleeps in that one. Um, I'm trying to think. That's not 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 Arian Foster. No, definitely not. Uh, no. Yeah, it's good. He's year. he's in the fantasy Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I Jonathan think that, Taylor. No, no, not yet. He needs that. He had good. What he's had. Has he had one good year? Yeah, he had a decent rookie year, but Frank Reich was like, let's play Jonathan Wilkins instead. I yeah. should know. I had Jonathan Taylor uh, in his rookie year, so that was very frustrating. His second year, a lot of fun. His third year made me quit Dynasty football altogether. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Not Alvin Kamara, right? No. No. Not, no. He's, he's, he's like one of those running backs you talk about. You're like, oh, he was so, he's like when you go on Instagram or something and like, the NFL's page is like remembering, you know, Alvin Kamara was so good with per, the ball. like the Percy Harvin videos. Yes, yes, like you'll just time. see that video yes. where it's just like, I can't remember the song. It's the it's Titans, like, that one player just jukes out seven people and just goes in the end zone. It's got the zombie nation song in the yeah. background, but like little John's in there, like juice got the loot. And he's, you know, <laughs> that's why I'm not, not Ezekiel Elliott. I'm just going through all the running backs in my head. Not Ezekiel Elliott. This is a fun conversation. Play. Actually, it's like two, two running backs. Uh, I'm trying to think. Anyone on the Bills, Dolphins, Jets? No. Patriots? No. Bengals? Not Joe Mixon. Browns? Nick Chubb? Maybe if he keeps keeps it going. He's got. He's a, a he's a two more year guy. I think he's got a chance. And and I think the Browns need to go need to make like a deep yeah. playoff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ravens? No. Lamar Jackson, but he's not a running back. Well, I mean, according to Bill Polian, yes. But um, who else in that division? Steelers? No. Broncos? No. Raiders, Josh Jacobs, no. Chargers, Eckler. It's kind of weird, but no. He he got off to a slow start. Yeah. So I I think you need to like get right out of the gate and like just yeah. thousand yard season. Jamal Charles. I've seen a lot of Chiefs fans be like Jamal Charles should be in there because he had a couple good years, but he would but he had he got hurt a lot towards ACL like three times. Fantasy Hall of Fame. You also missed Le'Veon Bell, by the way, but yeah, but no. He's he he he's 
another he, he messed his, he messed his own career up he could have yeah. been in there but yeah that full year smoking weed and eating mcdonald's really <laughs> screwed him over he wanted more money life's uh, a gamble yo speaking of mcdonald's uh what's the dude from the packers um who Aaron used to Jones? Kill, no who used to kill the viking big guy Eddie Lacy. <laughs> no, that was vodka and chicken nuggets. Okay. Okay. He was on he was on that uh his words, not mine. He called it the China food diet. Okay. So right. yeah. Uh, Daryl Soul is good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, here's a fun one. Todd Gurley. Mm, that's fantasy close. hall of fame. That, that's like a, if a his, senior. If his knee wasn't bone on yeah. bone, he would have been on pace. But that's like a that's like a senior finalist in like yeah. 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be he'll be the guy that like gets added in like the year 20 and they're just <laughs> like this is todd Gurley. he yeah. he had a monster season yeah. like you look back now it's like this is billy bob jet wilson he <laughs> uh played for the cowboys in 1964 yeah. Yeah. no idea no idea he's is. Is a long snapper why are we putting the long snappers in the hole uh <laughs> he also was a kicker let's see bucks no <laughs> falcons no panthers mccaffrey um saints no we talked about kamara i think that's it i think rams seahawks cardinals niners like three guys yeah with maybes wild three guys with maybes you go back to like the mid 90s it's like 20 guys and it's and it's hilarious too and like compared to fantasy football where it's like people are like fighting each other for running backs yeah like i drew i blew all my fab on Alexander Madison because he was starting one week. You know I've mm. never, I've never picked a running back first. I've always picked a quarterback. I've always been because because guys like Tom Brady. Do you play or, super flex though? Uh, I just regular, regular standard. Flex. So, so you um, play, you play one slot and you take a quarterback in the first round. I play two, two running backs. I think. Okay, and then yeah, well, if it's if it's like Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or. This year, I guess, would be Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm taking that. And it works out because usually <laughs> my team's good at the but, end. But you can get like a badass wide receiver, wait two or three rounds, and then or you could just be like me, who when you try to do the whole streaming thing, you just start the wrong one. Like, oh, who would have known? The uh, running backs? No, quarterbacks. Like, oh, no. oh, who would have known Ryan Fitzpatrick would have had a clunker? Ah, <laughs> need, Sam need, Darnold was playing the league's worst pass defense and he sucked. I need, re- I need reliability for quarterback in fantasy. Like, I need to know this guy's going to get 20 points every week, at least. The way I function is the more reliable, the better. If you're a high variance player, I'm probably just going to drop you. I don't care about defense. Like, <laughs> I'll switch my defense every week. I don't care about that. I don't care about tight ends. That is why I love guillotine leagues. No, this is not a paid endorsement, but <laughs> if my team sucks, I'm just done with it in yeah. two weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm out 50 bucks. All right. Yeah. Uh, final topic for today. I wanted to go over this because I just thought it was super hilarious. Uh, you know, schedule came out last week. We made our predictions. I want to make sure the predictions. It's May. None of this is really serious, but I just thought this was funny. So Fox Sports, Carmen Vitale. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But she uh, covers NFC North for Fox Sports, which so covers Lions, Vikings, Bears, Packers. Uh, she did her record prediction for each team in the North uh, after the schedule came out. Um, and um, she has the Vikings finishing last with a 7-10 and 10 record, including five losses at home due to, quote, all of the defensive departures. Um, 
Adam Thielen's departure hurting the offense and the Vikings' primetime track record since they have five primetime games. Um, she has the Lions finishing first in the division at 11 and 6, the Packers finishing in second at 9 and 8, and the Bears finishing in third at 8 and 9. How mm. surprised would you be if the Vikings finished in fourth, not only next season, but for the first time since 2013? I, I would be surprised if they finished in last place. I would not be surprised if they finished with a seven and 10 record. Okay. Like, like that's just, it. so what were the, so list the reasons she went over again, right? Um, so, so defense, right? Defensive, all the defensive departures they have. She went, she elaborated more. I'm just, I, I, I can get the full quote if you want it. Uh, no, no, I, I, I was just kidding. So I don't want to, I don't want to be like, she said this, but she didn't really say it. But she no, said no, no, no. And, and I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm. No. I'm agreeing. So, like you right. and I went through the schedule on yeah. Thursday, and we both had 11 wins, right? Yeah. But, but I, I mean, we yeah. all know, like with Kirk, you either have a six loss season, or you can have like the ceiling is like nine or ten loss, yeah, or the, the ball floor bounced, is like nine or ten. The ball loss. bounced a lot their way last year. We all know that. And you look at the defense. I the Vikings got worse with this Darius tri- Smith trade. Whether anybody wants to admit or not, I saw some people being like, "Don't let the door hit you on the way out." Okay, the guy they have replacing Darius Smith. Uh, very fitting. I'm wearing the Twins hat because Shell. Or excuse me, Mar- I keep calling him Sheldon <laughs> Richardson, but he, because it's basically the same thing. When they Marcus Davenport is a one year, 13 million. He is basically like when the twins go through the bargain bin and they sign the starter for like $5 million. And he, he had like a five ERA, but is like metric, like, Oh, his metrics though. Like we can increase his spin rate or something like that. Mar- Marcus Davenport had a half sack last year. Like, but he had a lot of pressures. Sidney Ponson used to be an all-star. We can fix him. Like that, that's kind of, and then you look at the rest of the defense. It's like Byron Murphy. We think he's better than Patrick Peterson, like 31 year old Patterson. Right. Do we know? No, the rest of the quarterback room doesn't look great. We think Lewis scene is going to be good next year. Do we know? No, mm-hmm. we, we think Brian Asamoa is going to be really good next yep. year. We don't know that. He, like there are so many unknowns. And I think we're just expecting Brian Flores to come in just Wave his magic wand and be like, Abracadabra, we're top 20 defense. They're not going top five. Like, no, sorry, guys. No, no, I, I think I think that's fair. Can you name can you name the starting offensive lineman or excuse me, defensive lineman next to Harrison Phillips, right? Now? Uh would it be Dean Lowry, Jonathan Bullard, Asesi, Atamu? You're telling me. I <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Like, um, do any of those names like get you, dude? We're gonna run the north. Dean Lowry is just gonna mess stuff up well, in the trenches. What I will Packer say, Packer fans are sitting there yeah. going, like, yeah, dude, he sucks. Like, that's <laughs> a I, good sign. What I will say is, they were bad last year with all those players they got rid of. Yeah. So, like, if you're gonna be bad, you might as well be bad and not be paying your def- defense a lot of money. Um, and you might as well be taking chances, which is not what Ed Donatel did last year. They can be bad as long as they are trying to stop the other team. Like last year, it felt like they were playing prevent the whole time. Every mm-hmm. game, just letting you're letting the Colts drive up and down the field on you. They scored 33 points in the first half. You know, some of those were D 
defensive points, but especially, but like I, that's the thing about Flores that I'm looking forward to. At least he's going to have schemes where they're, they're going to put pressure. They're going to try to put pressure on the opposing quarterback, and that's not anything that Donatello did last year. So like I feel a little bit more optimistic because they're going to get. They're going to be younger, so they're going to make mistakes, but I think they're going to be faster, and I think that's really what they want. This is going to be like the 2020 Vikings, where <laughs> the defense, I, I maybe a little bit better. No one's going to be in the crowd? Yeah, they're going to be a little bit better, I think, because they have yeah. some things. But I mean, this is going to be a defense that's going to be aggressive, but they're also going to give up big plays, and I think it's going to come down to the offense. I, I'm just not going to get mad at people who think the Vikings are going to have like seven wins. Like that's, I think, I think our prediction with the bears is a little weird. Like I, all this positivity of the bears is a little odd, but in, in my article or whatever that I wrote today, I I kind of wrote that. I was like, it is totally fine. If you want to think the Vikings are going to win only seven games and finish last, but please give me some better reason than the ones that are listed. Adam Thielen's departure is going to hurt the offense. He averaged 25 yards in the last five games. Come on. We're also, we're also counting devil's advocate. We're also yeah. counting that Jordan Addison has absolutely no hiccups in his transition. And you know what? Now. If he doesn't, they have TJ Hawkinson. So it wouldn't really be that much different than last. Year. True. <laughs> True. So, so like, that, I, I, I'm just saying, I, I, oh, yeah, I'm, but, but stuff like that is just like, did you even watch Adam Thielen last year? Like, as, like sometimes I think people see a name and they still think it's like 2018 and he's catching a thousand yards every year. That's not, he hasn't had a thousand yards since 2018. People are going to watch Adam Thielen in Carolina and be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. What, what happened? He's kind of slow. He's yeah, really falling he, off. And, no, yeah, this has been happening for three years. He's going to be on grass too. So he's going to be even slower. Uh, so have fun with that. And then the primetime track record, it gets kind of old because yeah. it's like, okay, I, I get it. They have it's primetime curve. But he's been like he's been like five hundred in primetime games last couple seasons. So like it's not like they're zero and nine in primetime. There's te- there's teams that are way worse than them in primetime. I just think there's some people. I've joked about this before. Like the scene in Anchorman when uh, Ron Burgundy says "Go after yourself, San Diego." Yeah. And there's that guy at the bar, and he's just like, "Nobody talks about my city that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His ass is grass." Like that's how some fans react when like people have like a rational oh, yeah. take. Like I could see the Vikings doing seven and ten, and like, no, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> win. Thir- they won thirteen games last year. What are you talking about? We we got younger and faster. And- I would be very. I- I, I think in order for them to go seven and ten, somebody, somebody like Kirk Cousins or Justin Jefferson or Harrison Smith, it's got to get hurt. That doesn't happen with the the roster that they have. They they have too much talent to go seven and ten with their roster and that coaching staff. I just think it's not anything is possible. But I just think with the talent that they have, if most of those guys are able to stay healthy, I think it's going to be hard for them to finish with fewer than nine wins. And that's why they play the games. <laughs> and if they do. Guess what? They get a better draft and they can see you later. Kirk. This is the ultimate house money season. It's like, you guys want to win 13 games? Cool. It'll be fun. You guys want to just like natch and fall off a cliff? Okay, cool. Let's <laughs> but they're not. We know they're not. Drake we made. know they're going to finish. Yeah, we, we, know eight, that, we know that. We know seven. They'll have some kind of miracle comeback. Just <laughs> like, all right, well, this is over. They'll either. And I'll be melting down in a. In, <laughs> The SDSU press box once they'll, again. They'll either barely. I don't want to call it by its name because yes, yes, yes it elicited you. giggles last they'll, time. They'll either get they'll barely miss the playoffs, like they'll lose on a field goal in the last game, or they'll get in the playoffs and get stomped in the first round. That's just what's going to happen. We know oh. that's what's going to happen unless someone gets hurt. 
I don't want anyone to get hurt. So. Yeah, you uh, never want anybody to get hurt unless like it's a certain quarterback that used to play for the Packers. But <laughs> before we get, is there a specific team that maybe comes to mind when you think of maybe who the surprise team would be? There's always a team. I, you could even say the Vikings were last year because they won 13 games. Who do you think might be the surprise team? In the NFL next season. You want to oh. go for it? Like once you mentioned this, I forgot. I forgot to think about this. So yeah, I'll go first. Um, okay. I'll 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 pick the team. I don't even know if it would be a surprise, but like I'll pick the team that Darius Smith went to, the Cleveland Browns. I feel like people are kind of just writing them off. You got the Bengals in their division. You got the Ravens in their division. Everyone's excited about those two teams, but you know, as much as everyone does not like this person, Deshaun Watson still pretty good quarterback. They have Nick Chubb. Now they got Zedaria Smith and Miles Garrett on defense. You know, they have a good offensive line. Um, got Amari Cooper still. So, like, they've got weapons to to make some moves, and they're not going to have a tough schedule. Um, so, like, I could see the Browns maybe making, you know, making making some eyebr- eyebrows raised next season. There's nobody obvious. Like, there, there's nobody. It would, have, it would have to be somebody, like, like for, like, a shock. For shock value, it have to be, like, the Texans. or Yeah. Because I could see. Because, you know what? I could kind of I like D'Amico Ryans a lot. I could see him yeah. getting the most out of that team, and like if he gets seven wins out of the Texans next year, that's a great first. Because the AFC South, what? Yeah, what's that? There's no, there's no, it, there's no powerhouse. It's Trevor team. Lawrence and everybody else. Yeah, it's Mike Vrabel who's like, we're gonna run again, Coach. We've ran like eighteen times. Will, Derek Henry's gonna puke will on Lemis. the sideline. Looking great <sighs> in practice. Looking great in short. Yeah, that's what you hear. The I, I actually ran a uh, Madden franchise, and Will Levis was uh, NFL MVP in his rookie year <laughs> and led the box to the Super Bowl. So we have the video games are the truth. Uh, we're in for a bad time. That's funny. That's really funny. But uh, I think the Broncos could be. I don't know if they can. You count the Broncos as as a surprise team because they have Sean Payton now. I guess you could. Well, they also have Russell. Well, like if they win, you're like, well, this is what they should have done last year. Right. Like because right. they have a competent head coach. <laughs> the Raiders. No, because hey. maybe I'd just be surprised because like I think Garoppolo and Devonte Adams. Like that's still pretty good. Jimmy and Devontae. That's like a good A Rod and they got a good pass rush. They got you know, Max Crosby. Like like even if it's like the Jets, like that's not a surprise. Because they got Aaron yeah. Rodgers. And Randall. So like if you make a big move, you're automatically disqualified. Right. But. There's no the Patriots would be a surprise of that division. That's not a surprise because they build Belgium. Yeah. So like yeah. uh <laughs> The Cardinals. That would be a huge That surprise. would be a surprise. Who's their that, them and Who's their, even their quarterback? Did you okay? So so like speaking of uh, the Cardinals quarterback, I don't know. Who's I think Cardinals? they're they're in tank mode, baby. They, they Blaine, are. Did they get Blaine Gabbert? Maybe they get. I don't know. Like I, I so know. so you mentioning the Cardinals reminded me of this. Um, the Vikings were oh. number one in the NFL PA oh, uh, rankings or report cards or whatever. Yeah. The Cardinals, of course, they had like floorboards sticking up or whatever. Yeah. Um, those rankings must have worked. Because Jacksonville is going to renovate their oh, stadium yeah. when it's used they for like rats, five. They? Yeah, they had yeah. like literal rats yeah. living in there. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder what like Daly's place was like when they were running AEW shows <laughs> there. But that's another. I'm, that's probably I'm, another podcast. I'm but. curious about next year's NFLPA survey to see how you know how much things people have, have improved. And they're like, this year we got napkins with our with <laughs> our lunch. <laughs> we have they gave Unlimited. us a plastic fork too. Unlimited napkins. Unlimited napkins. The Cardinals will still have to pay for it out of their uh, payroll deduction, like <laughs> napkin tax. What the hell? 
No, it, it's going to take them two years to renovate that stadium down in Jackson. The stadium or the practice facility? The stadium. That's they're talking a, about. They're talking stadium, about the. Um, it's like fifteen oh, years old. Ninety, like 90s. Oh, it's that old. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's like thirty years. Yeah, like they built it when they got the football team, right? Maybe a couple okay. years before. Okay, yeah. yeah. But they play Florida and Georgia in yeah. that stadium yeah, yeah. every year, and they're like. The, of course it's a south so they're freaking out about this like where are they gonna play and they're like well they might just have to play like one game at home each and like the south people are like no you can't play the home play you know <laughs> well, it's more play. that's more like louisiana they can play in actually. london you play <laughs> sending them to london yeah. at the jaguars real home site <sighs> it was renovated in 2016 2014 They've renovated a lot. And they still have 2004. That's, when you have to renovate your stadium like five times, eventually it's just like, we should just That's build a, a new one. The commanders, they, they have a terrible field. They should get a new stadium now. Their stadium is, is so weird. It, it's like, it looks, it looks the same as RFK. <laughs> the, like the, the guy RFK dead. is like super duper. It, it is long, long gone. But it's like they just like okay, we need a new stadium. Ah, Bella is the same as the old one. I, I thought you were talking about the actual RFK. Who's no, 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 no. <laughs> RFK like, Stadium was where the was Washington like, that's a, football team. That's used a to hell play. of a description. To, yes, it looks. It looks like a dead person. Yeah, <laughs> your stadium looks like a dead person. It kind of does. <laughs> that's where Adrian Peterson's need hide. So. Yeah. Oh, all right. We gotta get out of here. We had a, this is the tangent episode. We just it was good though. I I like <laughs> tangent episodes. So, oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. sometimes when you do the whole thing, you just kind of run through it. This time you just kind of like those are those those can get boring. You're like news, 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 pre game preview. Yeah. Those Justin Jefferson is having a bratwurst for lunch. That was one I, thing. I don't think listen, I don't think that guy is. That was one like thing. Adam Thielen. I don't think he's had about that prediction from from Carmen that bothered me. Carmen Rutelli. That there was no mention of Justin Jefferson. I was like, he alone is worth like five wins. Like, what <laughs> did she get? Did she get the script for this year? Yeah, I, I maybe she did. Maybe 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 he's gonna be on the cover of Madden, and there's things that we don't know. So hopefully not. I don't want to be on Madden. I hate that. I believe in that curse. So do not get on Madden. I have just, that just as ask, a uh, write that down on another pro- oh boy, program. So. Just just ask Dante Culpepper how that worked. How that worked out. He wasn't on the cover of Madden that year. He was on the cover in 2002, which was the worst. Yeah, he, that was the worst year of his career. Yeah, yeah, that that matters. He wasn't. That doesn't guarantee injury, but usually regress as a as a player if you're on Madden because you're just taking so many. And, and last photos. year it was John Madden. He's dead. So <laughs> he died before the curse. He died. Maybe the curse is over now because he's gone. That's how they. How do we get rid of this thing? You gotta kill him. Uh, kill him. We gotta kill John Madden. Kill him. Uh, uh, this, is, this now. This is on our on our next podcast. We go into the conspiracy on how EA killed John Madden oh, to get goodness. rid of the Madden curse. Right. It's probably two K actually. Um, but all right. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to this channel, like this video. Uh, if you're still with us, which looks like no one is, not surprised. Um, follow the Viking Games on Twitter and Facebook, and the audio version of this podcast will be available in the morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, Chris and I talk to you.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.